10, 13, and 6 below zero. It is a little chilly outside, but it's nice and warm and fuzzy inside because it's Mental Health Friday with Marcy Tatro. I'm Jay Paul, right here on 1420 KTOE FM 102.7 and streaming free live and worldwide on our website, KTOE.com. Marcy is a local uh, social, a clinical social worker. Uh, I'll tell you what, she's not out to get business for herself. She's out to help those who need the help. Uh, mental health is a, a horrible uh, in a horrible situation in this country, in this world, and people do need help. And we have referrals like uh, Prairie Care, there's Mayo that can help you out, Nystrom and Associates, Journey Towards Healing, uh, South Central Crisis Center Hotline is 507-344-0621. There's a National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline, 988. And if you're a veteran, you can also call 988. And to talk to a veteran who can help you with your specific issues, Press once with so 988 and then one, and you get forwarded to somebody who knows what you are going through. Uh, or you could text 838255. So we've got that out of the way. But now, what the, the question is who is Marcy Tatro and where did she come from? Because what makes her tick? What makes her do what she does? Was she doing something else and then decided to make a little career change? Or is this something that she's wanted to do all of her life? Short though it may have been. So I ask you, Marcy Tatro, who are you? Where did you uh, originate? Well, I actually hail from the great city of Medillia. Ooh, just down the road. Yeah, actually, I'm from a small town nearby. and um, uh, Rural or city? Well, technically, I grew up in the country, so rural. Yeah? Yep, and Medillia is actually a rural community, too. Lots yeah. of acres. Yeah, that's true. Yep, South Central Minnesota. And so schooling all the way through uh, there in Medelia? Yes. Gee, I did go to preschool and elementary school. Well, and I, mean, I did go to high school. Yeah. You didn't go anywhere else. You just No, uh, no, but I was Medelia trained all the way. And so then when did you start getting the uh, itch to get into uh, social working? Well, that didn't happen until years later. So, that so was when the, you were in I college? I think that might be chapter two. So I think today is chapter one. Uh, okay, chapter one. Yep. How'd so, you do in school and high school and stuff like that? Well, actually, it was I did pretty good. So I had like a three point. Actually, I thought you might ask that question. So I think my GPA was like a 3.65. Wow, that's about 3.5 bigger than mine. <laughs> but uh, no, in high school, I was involved in like the band and choir. Oh, and, band nerd. Yep. Well, and this one you're not going to be surprised by. I was actually in the theater. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. we That's how we met. Yep. Was Jay, in, uh, Jay played this. Uh, we were in Rumors in Albert Lee at the Marion Ross Theater. Yep. And you played, you were Raquel's husband. Yes. Um, yeah. I, but we were in a couple of different plays, I think. I can't remember, but I think, but in that play, I was actually a cop. Yeah, you were a cop. And uh, I was a stupid. I played a stupid character, so it was typecasting. Um, <laughs> but enough about me. This was in Albert Lee Theater, and uh, we had a lot of fun down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, band, what instrument did you play in the band? I played the saxophone. The you alto. were a sax player. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and then I did choir, and I really liked choir. And I took Spanish. But now Medelia, not a big town, nope. not a lot of kids. So when you say choir, you're saying quartet. <laughs> no, actually, we had a really good choir. We actually did really well at sections oh, and good. did, I think we got the highest ratings. Well, look at you. Yep. Yeah. But one of the things sing I also... Song. Come on, sing right now. Like, what song do you Can want you to sing? Play? Yeah, I can sing. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I, you've I never... Have you done musicals? Yeah, I've been in musicals. Wow. Yeah. I can't do those. I was in White Christmas, actually, down in Iowa. I was the cigar girl. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did. Yeah, it was actually a really fun musical. And what were your favorite subjects growing up? Uh, mostly English, writing, reading. Oh, yeah. The yep. basics. Yep. Not, sure. not so much math. That was kind of not my forte. I may have gotten a C or So you don't want to get into Chapter 2, the college years yet? No, we can talk a little bit about college. And then grad school, I think, will be a, a better subject for next time because there's so much wrapped up in high school and college. But So, yeah, I graduated from Adelia. Um, I also grew up in the church. So I, I grew up in the Methodist church back home, and that yeah. played a big role in my life. Sure. Um, and then from there, I went to a place called Gustavus, which, again, is not too far away. Yeah. So I majored in political science after I changed my major from international management with the Spanish major to political science because I wanted to help people and thought that um, just from traveling around the world, and at least in this in this time, I went to Mexico, and I was on this bus, and we had some type of military militia. Our army came on with a machine, like a, a big AK-47 gun. Yeah. And that was back in, like, 2005. And you're how old? I think I was 20. Yikes. Yeah, I was pretty young, pretty scared, actually. Yeah. So we didn't really know what they were doing on the bus because we just got stopped randomly. Mm-hmm. They could have done anything. Nope, and that, that was also at the time where <laughs> they they had the warnings out, too, for, like, women were getting kidnapped, like oh, Americans. Yeah. And so that we had a big warning out from the sure. Department of... I don't know, defense or something. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I went on that trip. It was basically life-changing because I just saw, the, like, all the poverty in, in, you know, in Mexico. And we had kids coming around at, like, 3 in the morning wanting us to buy their roses. And so, sure. like, you see these, like, seven-year-olds, and it's just, like, your heart kind of breaks. And, like, this isn't right. You right. Know? Like, there's yeah. something wrong about this. And so I bought the roses from the little kid and sent them home. But anyways, I think that was the beginning of uh, wanting to do something with my life that was more for the greater good. A compassionate turn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one, so one of the things about me that I think is good for the public to know, we're, we're starting to get questions on who is Marcy Tatro. And I think one of the big things about who I am is, is the values and the community um, values that I grew up with being from Southern Minnesota. And I can say working in the field of mental health and working in different states in Colorado and being back here, I have met so many wonderful people and mental health, particularly at my office now, but Minnesotans have a different quality than other people across the United States. Yeah, I found that too. Yep, and I think southern Minnesota and maybe rural Minnesotans have this trait of like looking out for the community. We're very community-based. Yeah. We look out for one another. We help the neighbor. And I don't think there's another or more proud. I'm like, I don't think I can be more proud of being actually from southern Minnesota and the way that I grew up. Because in my generation, even being a millennial, there's a certain uh, fraction of us who are the, the practical idealist, right? We see our parents, and yeah. they're like the baby boomers, right? So they're in the, uh, the class of the 70s. And so we saw their lifestyle and what they'd went through or with their grandparents and things and parents. And I think a part of us all really wanted to help change the world and saw how corporations ran and for-profit versus quality which is a big thing that I think that we see right now in healthcare is, yeah. you know, we have that, that we're combating in different um, economic or, you know, unemployment rates and quitting and turnover, burnout, things like that, that all sure. stem from, I think, some of those uh, way that the organizations are ran. But um, one of the things that I think that really sticks out is the values and how our region are raised and like how we come together as a community. Like, for example, we had the fire in Medillia. Yeah. You know, and that was that was awful. Right. It was just awful. It took out so many of our businesses and, and 
was completely devastating, but you saw the community rally together. And I think... And other communities probably did too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Came in and helped. Yeah, and I just think from be- that being, <coughs> being from here, we get a different set of values that we are brought up with. And I know I see it in my siblings and with other people too. I know that we, we have this sense of wanting to make the world a better place. Yeah, and definitely. I, and then looking out for one another. So I, I do think that's a, a huge part of why I'm here is probably my values. And I'm not just a you know, someone that's out for profit, too. Um, for one thing, I'm not actually getting paid for doing the radio show. Right, you're not getting paid for this. Mm-mm. As of and, right now, I'm not. But And you're already busy enough. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I have a full-time career. <laughs> you're we're just giving referrals to everybody so that uh, you got a lot of options to go somewhere, but mm-hmm. you don't have to go see Marcy. No, but the, the thing is... And they're going to they're gonna find a compassionate person that's waiting for them, too. And, uh, mm-hmm. and if you don't get along with your first therapist, go to another one. Yep, nope, that's a, the connection thing is huge. You want to have someone that you feel trusted that yeah. you can trust and feel safe with to talk to. Sure. Um, and I, I, I relate to that because I couldn't wait to get out of the, uh, Southern Minnesota. I grew up in Mapleton, born here in North Mankato. Raised in Mapleton, couldn't wait to get out. Of the, I wanted to spread my wings and fly. And I was in Texas and I was in Nebraska and I was here and there. Always came back to Southern Minnesota. But yeah, you can call uh, if you want to uh, ask add me a, anything. Uh, ask me a question why I'm doing this because I think uh, also from speaking at least for me, I want to know why people do things. I think right now, a good thing for critical thinking skills for people to have is why, why do we trust somebody? Like, who are they? What do they do and why? What is their intention? What is their secondary gain? Are they making money from this? Like, yeah. we want to be asking people all these types of questions, right? And I think our region does a good job of who is profiting from this, who is benefiting. And for me, I'm not benefiting from this. This is something where I really believe in helping kids um, helping provide a resource that I can do that for the public and I really believe on another set that for who I am is my faith that this is something I I'm, I feel called to well I came to you we, we uh, reconnected and uh, it was funny because I told you I have a radio show you should come on and be a guest on my show and you're like really I can do that I can go on and tell you I said, yeah that's what KTOE is all about is community and and uh, getting people together and Six five zero seven six two five fourteen twenty is the phone number, or you could email jpaul at radiomancato.com. We only have fifty seconds left in this segment. Um, so one, <laughs> uh, so and and something that happened as a major component of who I am is that my dad passed away when I was twenty. So I don't know. I was in Gustavus after my second year. My dad passed away, and so um, part That's of this rough. too. Yeah, but part of the. Part of the things that help you out are the people that also knew him and his friends. And so one of the things I want to talk about today is someone who embraced Medelia culture the best. And he was a really great man. His name is Roger Hennis. And so yeah. this one's for you, Roger. All right. Yeah. Roger Hennis from Medelia. Yep. And we'll be talking more about him in the next segment. But um, it's going to be about a conversation I had with him when I drank a beer with Roger. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. When I got the news today, I didn't know what to say. So I just hung up the phone. I took a walk to clear my head. And this is where the walk-in led. Can't believe you're really gone. Don't feel like going home. So I'm gonna sit right here. On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear 
drink a beer Funny how the good ones go Too soon but the good Lord knows The reasons why I guess Sometimes a greater plan It's kind of hard to understand Right now it don't make sense I can't make it all make sense So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset from Marcy to Roger Henderson. We're going to find out more about Roger and his effect on uh, Marcy's life coming up here in the next segment of Mental Health Friday. And once again, you can call uh, 507-625-1420 with any additions to the show or email jpaul at radiomankato.com to get through. What's up? If there's anything you want to talk about, Roger, or share. Or, yeah, if you know Roger, you can call us in the next segment and uh, share that too. It is now news time. Let's go to Ashley. For this news... Back on Mental Health Friday here with Marcy Tatra. I'm Jay Paul, 1420 AM uh, KTOE, Information Radio. Serving the community, of course, and 102.7 FM, and live free and worldwide on the website KTOE.com. Marcy, a local clinical social worker, and uh, I'll tell you what, she uh, has all kinds of great referrals for you. South Central Crescent Center line is 507-344-0621. The National Suicide Prevention Line at 988 is always available for you. And locally, you want to talk to somebody, you can do so at uh, Journey Towards Healing, Nystrom and Associates, Mayo Clinic, uh, Prairie Care. They're all there to help for sure. And we've been talking about Marcy herself in the first segment. Uh, learned a lot about your earlier years, where you came from, what kind of pointed you in uh, this direction. But now we want to, we kind of touched on the, uh, Roger Hannes at the first 
end of the first segment. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is a guy who's very important to you and a lot of people, especially in the Medelia area. Yep. So um, you can uh, fill us in a little bit about uh, Roger and right. how uh, how you met. And yeah, I'd be honored to. So um, this segment is dedicated to Bonnie, Andy, and Scott Hennis. So this one's for you guys. Um, and also for the public to know that we have uh, permission to is important. So this is yeah. a permission uh, granted segment to honor Roger. So um, as I was saying before, I'm working in mental health because I care about people. And we'll get more to that uh, next week because it's just too much to talk about. Yeah. But basically it's my, my faith in who I am growing up from the small town of being from a local, from being from Adelia, that I think really has pushed me to do this. And then... After my dad died, I went out to Colorado. So that's, you know, next week, chapter two. So what happened is I came back from Colorado and I ran into Roger at the VFW. This is years ago. And I had told him what I'd been up to. And um, So you knew him previously? Yeah, actually. So, yeah, Roger is my Roger was my dad's best friend. Okay. So they're, you know, both from Medellin. So you knew him growing up. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Roger was always involved in my life. Sure. Yeah. Roger is a good, good man. And okay. so he actually had a, um, he was a firefighter in Medellin. Oh, wow. Yep. Yep, good guy, and he grilled a lot for the different uh, like steak fries and things sure. like that. And then, um, but he also was a mechanic, and so he owned his own like mechanic shop. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, and so he fixed everyone's cars, and just just overall a great man. And man who worked with his hands. Oh yeah, but he was just super funny and just just overall just a great great guy. So then you run into him and you come back from. Oh Colorado. yep, yep. So I run into him and had a beer. With and had a beer. That's why yep. he played Luke yep. Bryan's. Yep. Had, had a beer. beer. Yep. Um, and so he has asked me about like what I've been up to in my life, and we were talking about you know what I went to grad school, and he's like you know surprised by that, or kind of, I think because I didn't really tell a lot of people. Yeah. And so he thought that was pretty neat that I was going into mental health, and was proud of me for that, and um, just had some more conversations with him. But he just really loved adventures, and you know he'd tell me stories about my dad, and so he really helped me kind of process my own grief, you know, sure. losing my own father. Um, so well, Rod you probably helped each other because he was your dad's best friend. So you may have helped each other get through that process. Of yeah, grief, huh? and that's kind of yeah. That actually I think naturally happened too. Um, but he was just such a overall wonderful person that he's gonna be so missed by his family and the community. And he definitely left a dent, you know. And so yeah. he's one of those uh, people that definitely leaves a legacy in the community, you know. And he. He, you know, talking about a small town person, he really embraced all those values. Right. You know, just he'd help you out. And if you ever needed anything, you went up to the shop to see Roger. And I was up there a couple of times. A more pillar than, of. Uh, <laughs> more than once on different reasons, Jay. So a pillar of uh, Medelia. And every town yeah. has those people uh, that a lot of people tend to turn to. And uh, it sounds like Roger was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that out in Colorado, I know Roger liked to go out to the mountains and travel with his family, and um, he was big into cars, and so are some, you know, his sons. Um, so I was talking to Scott, and so Scott, this one's for you and Andy and your mom and for your families. So there is a back road from, and you want, you want to write this down, there's a back road from Morrison, Colorado. This is Red Rocks. Yeah, okay, Red Rocks, yep. yeah. And so you're going to take the back road all the way up to Evergreen. And you're gonna want to play a couple of these songs of, of, of I think our dad's favorites, and then you can add definitely add the ones that you know your dad for sure liked, but um, like Free Bird, Leonard oh, Skinner, yeah, yeah. uh, and then Against the Wind by Bob Seger. And so for me, that was just a really special drive to do that, knowing uh, that was something my dad and I love to do is go driving together. And I also have lots of stories about that too. Um, but just some of my favorite memories with my father were sure. driving around. But then you know. 
if I could give something to back to to Andy and Scott and Bonnie, I would encourage you to take this drive from Morrison up to Evergreen in the back way. And it's a scenic highway where you definitely need a fun car or a classic car or any type of car, yeah. but you want to listen to this music. And so we're going to play this one for you guys. So I'm sharing my song from my dad to you. So here's one for Roger and for you guys honor your father. Something against the wind I find 
All right, that is uh, for the Hennis family, and Roger Hennis uh, remembered here by Marcy Tatro on uh, Mental Health Friday. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, you have oh. a little wrap-up here after that song. Yep. Um, no, just Bonnie, Andy, and Scott, we are so sorry for your loss of Roger. We loved him, and he's a good man, so we'll always remember him, and his legacy continues. Always a smile on your face when you remember him, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you guys. Uh, and, um, yeah, sorry for your loss as well. Hey, if you need, next week we could talk about uh, Chapter 2 of Marcy's life as you uh, pack up the car. You're like the Beverly Hillbillies. You go out to Colorado <laughs> by yourself, right? Yeah, but not exactly the hillbilly it's, part. No, the hillbilly, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just a reminder. You pack up your bags. Jay, and, do I look like a hillbilly? I'm wearing uh, no. my red lipstick here. Not at all. Uh, but we'll uh, find out more about why you got into the uh, business you did. This is uh, clinical social worker Marcy Tatro, and it's Mental Health Friday. We do it every Friday, 10 to 11. And uh, referrals, go to Prairie Care or call Mayo Clinic or Nystrom and Associates or Journey Towards Healing if you need any uh, sort of uh, uh, somebody to talk to about uh, anything. Uh, if you're uh, feeling like it's uh, coming to a point, you got to get in and talk to somebody. Those are great places to go. You could also call uh, 988 for the Suicide Prevention National Hotline. And veterans can call 988 and press 1 to get uh, a veteran on the line to talk to them. Uh, South Central Crisis Center, right here locally, 507-344-0621 is the number to call. And we also have ASC Psychological Services here in uh, Mankato, or ASC Psychological for Military. All right, sounds great. Till next week, Marcy, you take care, and uh, we will... We'll get into Chapter 2 of the Mercy Tatro story here on uh, Mental Health Friday on KTOE.